Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet on KDRT 95.7 FM. My guest, co host Anna Vocino, is back. I know you guys have been missing her. And today we're going to talk about goals because guess what? She has a new book, Eat Happy Out. So make sure you go get that. But we're going to talk about goals, getting it done, the stuff that comes up, expectation, pie in the sky goals. I will circle back with you after my interview with Anna. Thanks so much for listening. Vocino, welcome back. I just took a sip of water. (laughs) Is that the noise that I heard? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yay. It's been too long. Let's have a party. Okay. We're going to talk about goals today because you have a new book that is yeah. coming out that people can either uh, buy the Kindle version or you can pre-order for the um, the hardcover version. Eat yes. Happy. I'm so excited. I can't wait for my book to come. Thank you for your pre-order. Yes. I appreciate your support. Absolutely. I'm just really excited. So it was interesting and I still don't really understand. You would think that I could understand more about technology, but I pre-ordered it, but then you get that kind of kindle sample size so i read some of it so that was really cool oh that is cool that they do that yeah Yeah. that might be offering some confusion though because i'm getting a lot of requests like i hear if you buy the hard pre-order the hard copy you get the kindle version for free that explains why i'm getting those requests because i'm like no it doesn't work that way (laughs) you know you don't buy apples and then get oranges for free at the grocery store or do you i don't know maybe you have a really good grocery store (laughs) Amazon does not work that way, unfortunately. No, it, it, you know, I because I learned that with some other book that I bought a while ago, and I don't buy too many books. So, but um, but with another book I bought a while ago, I learned that, and I was like, okay, I thought I was getting it too. I got confused, like so your people are getting confused, and then I realized yeah. it's like a little teaser. It's supposed to kind of tide you over, I guess, until it oh, comes. okay, that makes sense. So, but it does get really confusing, and then it gets really confusing because it doesn't actually go on your Kindle. Like you have to do it on your computer. Which is just kind weird. Of a pain. Yeah, that's. I have the Kindle app on my iPad and on my um, computer, but I just use my Kindle. I buy a ton of books, but they're always Kindle versions because I'm obsessed. I, and and this is the thing. It's like it's kind of like iTunes with apps. You know what I mean? It's like well, it's you know three dollars here, seven dollars there, and then, and then it adds up, and I have like a hundred and twenty five self help books to read. <laughs> Let's be honest; they're all self help books. <laughs> but here's my problem: like, because I have a Kindle, and yeah. I, I first I was like, oh, I'm going to buy books, but because I don't really see them, I forget about them. Yeah, and so now I'm actually going back to like the the paper books. Well, I don't care if they're paperback or hardcover. But in theory, I like the Kindle because I would get rid of a lot of books, right? I could have my Kindle, right. just always have that. I don't like it. And I've been rumbling with that recently. You don't like the reading aspect of it or you don't like I don't that like, you can't see a physical library? I don't like the reading of it. I don't like to see the physical library. I don't like the not being able to turn the page. I mean, it's funny because oh, I do a lot on computers or 
And I don't like the way the screen on the Kindle feels. I don't know. I have like the white paper one from a couple of years ago. So now yeah. I've been thinking of... Which is better than the original Kindle, by the way. It? The white paper one is much better. Ugh. I don't even like it. And then I do read a lot on my Kindle app on my iPad. But yeah, you're right. If you're trying to avoid uh, blue light, you know, right before bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, Forget I, it. I have those orange NRA sunglasses oh, that I do? wear. Awesome. Yes, the husband. Dave Asprey, like weird looking orange color glasses. My husband dies. When he first saw me, he's like, really? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the new lingerie. So deal with it. And, uh, but I, yeah, I, baby. I, I have an old iPad and I've even been thinking of getting like a small mini iPad just to read. And I'm like, but really? That's a- what I use, my mini iPad mini. And I read all my voiceover things off of it. And I read uh, my books on it too. I like it. So I like reading on the iPad better better than so maybe I'll do that. But then I go, well, I could just buy the book. It's so much cheaper than buying another iPad. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm in this <laughs> dilemma. True. So then when I'm that's I'm, true. When I'm in a dilemma, I just don't do anything. I just don't yeah, buy anything. Just, I just don't do anything. Paralysis sets in and nothing happens. Yeah, no, I know. I'm with you. But, I'm with you. So today we're gonna talk about goals. 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 Because I wanted to know what your goal was in selling this book. I know. You're finna coach me something. I know. I know how it goes. <laughs> I can tell when you ask me the, off the air, she goes, so what's your goal with the book? And I was like, <laughs> what? Well, here's the thing. Here's why I hedged answer, he- hesitated answering that question was and was about to hedge what my answer was. Um, my goal first and foremost was just to get it done. And it took so long that when it actually gets done, then I'm like, Oh my gosh, now I have to go market this thing. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, now I know some things to market it. Well, okay. So stage one is to get it out to the people who know me and our podcast listeners and our fans already and who subscribe to my blog and yada, yada, yada. And then, so that happens and then you're like, but now I have to do the work of making cold contacts. And so it's like, my goal was really, I want to just sell some books because I I think there's a part of me that wouldn't commit to a certain goal because I was like, is it even going to sell? So I'm scared to say what I want it to do. Okay. So here's the first thing. Isn't that interesting? that you have because you have a community, right? You and Vinny Tortorich mm-hmm. have your podcast. You have that community. Right. My listeners love you, right? And so, and then wherever else that you are, but you have, you have the, I mean, the Vinny Tortorich, right? Like that is a hardcore community. We've been all waiting for, I don't know yeah. how many years. Like, okay, Anna, where's the book? Where's the book? <laughs> like even me, Anna, where's the book? Where's right? the book? So we've all been waiting. Nudge, so you, nudge. Gentle, you, loving nudge. You have people who are saying, okay, we want this. It's not like you're, oh, I'm going to write this book, but I don't even know if people want it. People want this. And you still ask yourself that crappy question of, is it even going to sell? Yeah. What if I've just been deluding myself this whole time? What if everyone's lying to me? (laughs) So my question to you is, Uh how would you ask yourself these crappy questions? I, I don't I think I just have a tendency to want to uh under promise and over deliver and everything. Like I kind of I know we're gonna talk about expectations, but my my go to has been because I think the entertainment industry is so difficult 
you get rejected so much that like, and the rejections are difficult, but mostly you just don't hear anything. So it's just such a like void of information that like, I just expect the worst. And then everything that happens is a nice gravy thing. And it's amazing, honestly, with that attitude that I've built any career at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. And so for those of you guys that are listening, I did ask her before we got on the air, I was like, well, do I have permission to coach you? Oh, yeah, um, do it. So so if, if all of a sudden this starts sounding like a coaching session, just know we've already worked through that. Um, okay, so here's my question for you. So when you ask okay. yourself, is it even going to sell? What if I'm just been deluding myself? Like, how do you feel? Worthless. Okay. And when you feel worthless, what do you do? What do I do? Like, how do you, how do you show up in your life? Or what do you do? Like, when you feel worthless, what do you do? I push through and do a bunch of things to try to make it go away. Is that your first thing that you do when you feel worthless? Uh, no, the first thing I'll do is chew on the skin. Oh, first thing I'll do is have somebody call me on my landline. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry about that. No, uh, for what I do when I, oh no, I, chew, I chew this. Oh my God. Did I just unplug myself? Can you no, hear me? I can hear you. Oh wait, there we and go. she's Hold a on. pro, you guys. God, I'm really trying to avoid answering this question, aren't I? <laughs> One moment, please. I really did just unplug myself. So oh yeah, by. you do have a. Stand by. And we're back. Okay, great. I know you can hear me, but I couldn't hear you. No, you're still, uh, it's, it's echoey now. You're not in your mic. It is. Now, now keep talking to me. Okay, so wait, these, what okay, do you sorry. do? Okay, sorry. I, worthless, I literally just rolled over my my own headphones so I couldn't hear you. I was like subconsciously trying to sabotage this interview. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm keeping um, it all in because you're a pro. You are you know, keep it in. I don't care. We're keeping it all in. I don't care. I like the organic stuff. I like I like hearing how the sausage is made. Um, the first thing I do, I'll probably, I, uh, I pick at the skin around my fingers. Like if you really want an action step uh -huh. of my anxiety, that's the first thing that I do. <laughs> So when you feel worth, okay, so you pick at the skin. I pick it myself, yeah. Mm -hmm. You pick it yourself, and so the results mm -hmm. that that gives you what is less skin, right? It doesn't help you sell books. No. Do you see how those are crappy questions? Yeah. Right. Like, and that becomes so important that that frames us. And so what happens is that we may think, oh, well, we asked this, and we're being honest and vulnerable. We all have this because we have our defaults, right? Of right. self doubt. But and then we may be able to get through because at some point when you're pushing through, you've now changed the story in your head. What did you change it to? What? What? <laughs> now I've now changed the story in my you head. Change. So like, so when the action is you're going to push right. through, right? How are you right. feeling when you're going, okay, I'm going to push through? Um overwhelmed and angry with myself. So anger has always been a good motivator for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. If I'm angry at myself, I'll tend to get more done. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm anxious, like I always say, I, I, it's probably not a joke, but I've always joked like anxiety is awesome because if not, if I didn't have anxiety, I wouldn't get out of the bed in the morning. Cause I'm like, my anxiety of having deliverables is what gets me going. Mm -hmm. Or else I would just probably be one of those depressed people who could lay in bed and stare at the wall. Mm-hmm. But anxiety is what keeps me <laughs> on task. Mm -hmm. So when you are have anxious or anger, mm -hmm. what's the story you're telling yourself that's creating that feeling? Oh, that I, I'm not doing enough. Mm. So you start I'm not doing yourself. enough. Yeah, 
for sure. You should be doing more to promote this book. Okay. You should be doing more. So do you see that I'm not doing enough or you should be doing more to promote this book is then triggering that emotion, which for you, you've been trained to then go at it. Right. So I'm having a little, I'm doing a, a self drama dance. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, so how much energy does that cost you? Too much. Uh-huh. And For sure. A, and there's a lot of drama, right? Yeah. Because you indulge in the drama of like, I'm not, I'm worthless, I think is what you said. Uh-huh. And then you bite your the skin around your nails. Yeah. And then eventually you push through because you're like, okay, well, I should be doing this. And, you know, you put your back up against the wall and you do it. So then after all of this drama, how do you feel? What's your energy like? I guess uh, depleted yet glad I got the things uh-huh. done. Uh-huh. So there's obviously a cycle that I'm benefiting from uh-huh. in some way. Uh-huh. But you're right, not not as streamlined or as efficient as it could be. Uh-huh. So do, do you think that's one of the reasons why it took so long to get the book done? That, yes, that I just described the precise cycle mm-hmm. of completion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even then, like even after all the recipes were written, the back and forth with all the the editing. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I've never done a process like this before. Mm-hmm. And that being said, I'm about 40 recipes into the second cookbook. <laughs> now I know what to do. I'm less scared of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And here, and here's the thing. Like I actually woke up Saturday morning because today's Friday. So it was about six days ago. I woke up Saturday morning doing that same thing going, oh, you dummy. You need to be doing more. You need to be hitting traditional media. What is wrong with you? You haven't even, you haven't done anything. You're just, you can't just rely on these, these same fans to buy your stuff and you know, all those things like in my head. And then I actually, I was proud of myself. I, before I even got out of bed, I calmed myself down. So I mm-hmm. don't spring out of bed and get on the email. So I calm myself down and say, it's okay. You're going to handle it one thing at a time, all that stuff, you know? And, then, and, then I, and this is what's so funny about the whole thing about me having this process is because then I got out of bed and you don't know how many books you've sold with Amazon, mm-hmm. but what you know is that they order books from you. So they ha- they send you a PO with numbers of book orders. And and then that, I guess in the middle of the night, Friday night, uh, I had gotten a PO of Amazon had ordered all of the books that I had printed. Oh. So I actually had to call and double the order, call the printer and say, quick, 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 double the order, which actually lowers my per book cost. Mm-hmm. You know, it all worked out. You know what I mean? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But do you see like, there's like all this drama, right? Yeah, the drama of- you know, I'm not enough that I'm worthy, you know, worthless feet and stuff. And then the drama yeah. of, oh my God, I've got to power through. And like, I used to be like that, right? And my clients yeah. are listening here going, oh gosh. But I used to, well, they're going, oh gosh, because part of them, I, hold on, my brain is all over the place. The reason I'm like, oh gosh, is my clients are going, see, Corinne, you can't just like power through. I'm like, no, 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 it's not sustainable. No, it's not. It's not sustainable. And it takes a lot of energy that could be used you know, like for writing the book or for enjoying your time with your family or taking care of yourself instead of all this drama that we create because we're not managing our brains. Going back to why are you choosing those stories, right? Or why are you choosing those questions? So how do we set a goal and then accomplish it? Well, so anytime you set a goal, because like I used to be so afraid to set goals because one is, you know, especially when I was in college, I'm like, well, I didn't believe in myself. And I didn't want to lose face. And what if I was one of those people that didn't accomplish it? So I'm not going to tell anybody I want to be a national champion in college. 
You know? mm. But there was a lot of shame around that. But you still said it in your head. I said it in the You head. still wanted it. You still had the desire. So what I used to do when I would teach goal setting is that, you know, if you don't believe in it, and I still think like if you're really, you know, not in that worthy place, you just, it's like, it's like, you know, I have these floor to ceiling um, built in bookshelves in my house and um, for all these books that I like so much, but that, that top shelf, I haven't touched it in probably at least five years. But I like mm-hmm. to know, I'm not willing to get rid of those books. I like to know that they're there. They're up on that top shelf in the corner. I know that they're there and I have a bit of comfort about it because if I ever need it, it's there. That's how I used to set goals. So like when I set that goal for being a national champion, I put it up there. I couldn't look at it directly because at that time, I didn't know how to manage my mind. Because if I put a goal, now when I put a goal out there, there's a shit show that happens and I have to work on processing that. I have to work on, because I have those, you know, we all have these like, really, I'm too much or I'm not enough or it's not really going to happen or all of that stuff. But until we can get that story out and own it and be like, oh yeah, here's my default. But what's really true? Okay, if I want to sell, I don't know, how many books, then what do I need to do? Because it's a math problem. Do you see that? It's just a math problem. Mm -hmm. But so I used to do the bookshelf on top as a goal. Like it's there, but I'm just not going to look at it versus, you know, I remember we had this one swimmer and he would just put his times up on the, on the board. And he goes, I just look at the times. He goes, that's just what I want to swim. I would look at the times. I'm like, how do you do that? I was like doing it behind my back. He goes, it's just a time. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get there. And my coach will Mm. get me there. And this is the work. And so if you have this time and swimming is objective, right? I mean, because it's just a time. Right. This is the time you want to do. What are the different splits that you need? So what does your training pace need to be at practice? It, you work backwards from there. So going back to you with your book, how many books do you want to sell? Well, here's here's what's interesting when you say that because I didn't I didn't have any expectation or understand how the Amazon thing would work. I got a little bit, you know, Vinny would tell me if you get in the top ten thousand, mm-hmm. your do your book's doing really well, and if you get in the top one thousand, you're crushing it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I kind of had that, but that's just one guy telling me his opinion. I don't <sighs> know if that's true or not. That's just what he was telling me. So I, I can hear listeners right now going, "That's not true. You need to be there or whatever." I don't know what the metrics are. I really uh-huh. don't. And um, and I'm definitely not doing this to make money because I can make more money off of <laughs> voiceover jobs than doing this book. You know what I mean? So I'm doing it because I, I want to put it out there. I want to, and I, I enjoy it. I want, I love it. I really do love it. So, um, but like, what if you could love it with less cost to you just emotionally without all this drama? That's a good idea. Well, so what happened was that it wound up getting to number 312 of all of the books on Amazon. Uh And then I was like, oh, now that I know that that happened, now I'm like, okay, now I can set a goal of like, if I wanted to do a big push, maybe I could do, get in the top 100 to uh-huh. see what happens. It's, it's updated hourly. These things shift. You just take a screenshot real fast. Like uh-huh. as it, as it's moving up, you just keep taking screenshots because you don't know where it's like, oh, it could keep going. Oh, no, we're done. We're okay. We're going back down. Um, and, uh, so, and it's still in the top 10,000 now. I think it's like 5,000 something right now, but, um, Wait. Yeah. So, so, so it's funny. Like I didn't even know what to set as a goal. I just figured I would do a big push and see what happened, never expecting it to go to number 312. And this was all like that same time period. Uh-huh. Well, here's the thing I think it's important is that like when I was buying a car, um, last fall I was, I was started searching around and I had no idea. I haven't bought in a car since 
2007. So I didn't even know what cars had, wow. right? Yeah. The thing, so much. I mean, the fact that you don't stick your key in the car, I had no idea. Like, there's so much that I didn't know. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and so when they asked me, like, well, what do you want? I mean, I wanted an Audi because I liked the grill and the four circles. That's the, I just thought it was really pretty. That's, and so I was like, oh, that's what I want. Well, I didn't, you know, it wasn't until I started test driving and then starting going, oh, these are the components or what are the components that are really important to me? Oh, I want a car that's 184 inches, not any longer, right? I, as I started going through the process, I started to figure out what were my priorities. And that sounds like what's going on with you. Yeah. There's a lot of learning versus like in your voiceover work, you probably have an idea of how much money you want to make, how many gigs that requires, and you go and do it. Yeah. Right. So, but, yeah. But now that, so your first goal was you wanted to get it done. So you, you, you're, you're just about there on getting it done. Cause I saw a picture with all the proofs, right? So yes. Yeah. It's being printed literally right now. So and that's a huge accomplishment Today. to get it done. Yeah. But the other side is, and to go back into my swimming world, right? Cause that's what I tend to know best is I would see people like their big goal was to make nationals or to make the, you know, to make the, Olympic team or to make the, and we'll say the Olympic team, they would, and then when they made the Olympic team, it'd be like, oh, well now what? And it sounds like that's where you're at. Tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And I think that also too, a lot of the the marketing is still in a little bit of a holding pattern until October 4th, when the hard copy is available for sale. I have realized through my marketing efforts now that it, my fans will pre-order my book, but people who are not my fans don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to do that either. So th- therefore I have like a, I have a new phase of marketing to do come October 4th or the time leading up to it. Um, so wait, what was your question? Well, so, well it was that your first goal was just to get the book done. Cause who oh, knew yeah. you could even because do Because I didn't even know what I was working with kind of thing. Yeah. And also other than Vinny telling me those sound bites. And again, like he could have said like, you know, fig patch, banana, rudemeyer. And I would have been like, okay, Blah. like, I don't know what he was saying. And now that I know a little bit more also too, I don't ha- I'm self-publishing. I don't have a book agent. Uh-huh. I don't have a publisher. I'm working with a company that's helping me set this up and for and they're a wonderful company by the way, Telemachus Press, giving them a little plug there. If anyone's doing a book themselves, you should definitely hire this company. They're amazing, but this is the the biggest book that they've put out. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. doing mostly people who are self-publishing things to a much smaller audience. So, they didn't really they're like you're doing really well. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, great. I don't know. I have nothing to gauge it on and no nobody well, partly it's because you know. these numbers are everybody's so secret about it. So we're gonna just put it out there. But you know, the 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 first goal was to to get the book done. Like, can I even do this, right? Because you have a job. This is this is your side hustle bit that is right. part of your love and your passion. And mm-hmm. like you said, look, if I'm really just about making the money, just let me go do my voiceover work. Right. Way easier. You got it dialed down, way simpler. But this is also work that people want, something that you're passionate about and can help people. So now like, okay, when you go to, when you make the Olympic team, and this is what my husband did so well back in 2012, once his athlete made the team, it was like, okay, you're here. Now it's about looking at meddling. Okay. This is Mm. what it's going to take. And that's the skit. That's the step that, especially when you're indulging in so much drama, you're just so exhausted that you're like, look, I just got the book done. I'm just going to accept that. That's good as it gets. Yeah. And I know me and that's not good enough. (laughs) 
So now I, yeah, I have to, I have to meddle. I can't just do voiceover. I have to be the first woman hired to <laughs> do network. Do ABC TV. Yeah. Yeah, right. I have, Thursday you know, night you know, ABC TV. Yeah, I can't just do stand up. I have to be a forty three year old woman doing stand up and uh, defying everyone's expectations. That's just that's how I like to roll. Okay, so what's so now knowing what you know because when you make that commitment, right? Because that's when the shitstorm happens, and that's where like it's a mess, but that's where the beauty is. Right. Cause that's where you get to grow. Cause when you say this is what, whether if you people say this is how much money I want to make, like I'm always like, let's talk about money. How much you want to make? And you know, there's, I'm like, no, it's a number. It's a math game. Let's figure this out because then your brain starts to get really creative in what do I need to do? And it gets clear instead of all this drama that goes on. Cause it's the drama that we indulge in that right. takes so much energy away and it takes away from getting it done. Like, right. you know, like, I mean, just a really simple story. Like when I, right now I'm coaching little seven-year-olds to swim. It's so much fun. Oh, but so like, sweet. I can indulge in the drama of like, oh my gosh, they're not very good or they could drown or any of that. That's not even an option. We are going to learn how to swim and we're going to learn how to swim all four strokes. And right now they can, it's not pretty, but we're going to focus on that. Like I go in there every day committed to, we're going to do this. And I'll have parents that be like, oh, well, you know, my kid, they may not make it. No, we're going to get it done. I don't indulge in the drama. And so for like you or for the listeners, like all these crappy questions are in all these voices. They're in our heads. I'm not saying ignore them. I'm saying unpack them, get them out of your head. Anne Lamont calls it a shitty first draft. Put it out there and go, isn't that interesting? Because when I ask myself these questions, I'm like opening up like these questions are like you walking into a theater and watching a horror film. I don't know about you. I don't like horror films. (laughs) <laughs> so why, yeah, we've talked about that you yeah. do not like horror films why would i indulge in that in my brain because when i would ask myself these questions it would go there right and, yeah and so like when you put it down on paper like oh and then you start to realize it's a choice just like us going to the movies it's a choice which theater do you want to go to which movie right. do you want to go see it's the same thing with our brain there's a lot of program we have but when we get it out there then you can go, okay, well, now what do I want to ask myself? Because like, I asked a client this question yesterday. Ooh, I, I had to write it down. I think I'm going to write like a newsletter article thing. I'm, of course, I can't find it. But um, she's like um, concerning dating again after divorce. And she's like, but what if I don't find somebody? And what if this? And what if that? I'm like, what if this next relationship effing blows your mind? Right. Like that is an amazing question. That scared her, right? Like she could, she was, you know, how you disconnected yourself. She kind of eventually got distracted. Don't worry. I'm going to bring her back to it again in another uh-huh. session, right? But that's really vulnerable. So like, what if this could blow your mind? Well, I'll tell you what has been blowing my mind. And this is the feeling that I would like to, uh, this is, this is my technique for selling out the first round of books. You want to hear it? It has yes. nothing to do. It has nothing to do with any action step. Um, I did two things. I did one thing, one main thing. I was starting to get upset looking at the numbers of books I had sold versus the number of people who said that they were fans, mm-hmm. right? And I was starting to get upset saying, well, I guess people really don't buy books. I guess they don't, you know, I guess it's true what they say about the publishing industry. People aren't buying books. And I felt the feeling of that and that felt really bad to think. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, wait a minute, there are people doing Facebook threads posting pictures of all of your recipes that they're so excited after they bought the book that they're posting pictures of the food they're making mm-hmm. and like threads and threads in the Facebook group. And I was like, 
So what I did was I literally meditated upon appreciating the people who have bought the book and how happy they are and how nice it is to see their pictures and uh, how happy they are to feed their family with a recipe that I gave them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, that was uh, I credit that for changing the course, changing the direction of did, the book sales. Did it change the direction of the book sales? Yes. Uh-huh. How's when it- you... How appreciate your buyers, you get more buyers. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. So sorry to get woo-woo on everybody, no. but you tuned into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but wait, wait, wait a second, but you have facts, right? Because you saw the sales and then you have Yo, the Yeah, I saw change. the sales. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then what that was what was funny because I was I was really appreciating and really appreciating and and having a good job good time interacting with folks. And then it was two days later that I woke up just so bunged up. You should be doing more. You should be doing more. Like you should be doing more physical things. And then calmed myself down and then saw the email that I had sold out mm-hmm. of the book. And you don't have to worry about being woo because one of my good friends, Jeanette Moss, she comes on my show as a guest co-host and she's yeah. a laws of attraction coach. So she just, mm. she talks about, look, you know how she built her business was she would go walking with her dogs because she loves her animals. She'd go walking with her dogs. So don't worry. Yeah. Your, your thing's not that woo woo compared to what the listeners hear here. Oh, good. <laughs> I can get pretty woo woo. <laughs> But the other side is like when you start to appreciate the people that have bought the books and that are sharing the recipes, how do you feel? Joyful. Joyful. And when you feel joyful, then what do you do in terms of your book? Love the book. Do you do stuff? Like do you go and take action? Sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know what? I get ideas like, you know what? I should email people like the email that I sent you. I should email people. You didn't send me an email. Oh, you're right. I didn't. <laughs> I bought the book without you even emailing me. Oh, that's nice. Because yes, I'm your friend. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It does. It does. When you, then you take more inspired action mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much better to take action from a place of joy than a place of yes. worthlessness. Yes. Right, because the worthlessness gets you skin, no skin around your nails. Right, the anger right. gets you to get stuff done, but there's a cost to you. You're exhausted. Right. It's, yep, mm-hmm. and you're a busy enough, woman. You don't need to add more exhaustion to your table. No. Right. So that yeah. joy, and that's that's what we're in charge of. And then, and how do we want to see it? And then that's where we also have to work on, like trusting. You know, trusting those hands, trusting those people who said that they're going to buy the book, that they're going to. And then also trusting like now, as you go, is trusting this whole new, like these people who don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So going back to this, because you're slithering out of it, what's your goal now? So you sold the book. Well, you the I book. mean, what I when I saw the 312, I thought it would be cool to get into the top. I, I made it to number 312 and I believe to number 33. 31 or 33 of all the cookbooks, um, of all the cookbooks, not just the special diet cookbooks, because mine is obviously gluten-free, grain-free, low-carb. Um, so I thought it would be cool to make it into the top 10 of all the cookbooks. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool to make it into the top 100 of Amazon. So that those are, that, those are kind of benchmark goals that I have. Okay. So how what, it's going to happen, I don't know. But it's not about the how. So what comes As long up, as I keep feeling good, I'll keep getting ideas so the how will unfold, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So yeah. 
when um when you think about those two goals, top ten of all cookbooks, top one hundred of all books on Amazon, mm-hmm. what comes up for you? Like what like what gremlin stories in the back of your head? I immediately go to how. How is it going to do it? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? And does how provide you answers? No. No. So that's why I, I'm, but I'm, I've trained myself pretty good over the years to, to go, okay, calm down. How, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know what to do. And the thing, the thing that I need to do is to get in the good appreciative mindset because that's where the ideas come or get off of it all together. Cause then something will happen, you know, some big opportunity will come along to kind of turn the tide. Mm-hmm. Well, and do you, it always does. Always. Do you know this Amazon, like top 10 books, top 100 books. I'm going to ask this question. I don't know how to ask it without this word. How does that happen? Like, is there a certain number of books? Cause they're pretty I don't secretive, know. right? They are very secretive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I will say I was, I, I don't want to talk numbers yet cause I don't know where I'm going to land. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not comfortable with that, but I did find out how many books Chloe Kardashian sold to be on the New York Times bestseller list. Now, granted, I know you have to be traditionally published to be on that list. I'm so that I haven't like a lot, although maybe that should be a goal. <laughs> be the first self-published book on the New York Times bestseller list. I don't know. That just came to me just now. Um how many did she sell? Well, I don't want to say. Cause now I then I'm like saying how many I sold. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But it's it, it just surprised me how low the number was, mm-hmm. because I see somebody who like her who has millions and millions of fans and followers, and um, and I like her. I think she's great, although I didn't buy her book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean. I see like how how difficult it is. Um, I guess. But I see hearing that, I go, oh, okay. Well, maybe that's not as many as I thought it was. Well, you know, it's interesting because like, and I've heard different things about the New York Times um, bestseller list. I mean, there's a, it's like kind of a buying platform or, you know, mm-hmm. you have a PR platform, which obviously they are very dialed in with PR. Yes. Um, and, you know, and so, but the other question is, is like in Betsy Rappenport, she uh, was, used to be an editor. Gosh, I hope I'm getting her title right for like the major publishing houses. And she's been, she's worked with Martha Beck on a number Mm. of books and Betsy's just amazing, but she's been on my show. And when she works with aspiring writers, the question she asked them is how many people's lives would need to change in order to make it worthwhile to that you've written this book. And so that's my question for you. Oh, well, I would say it's, it's already enough. Uh So I, that that's the other thing that I keep saying is like you're, you're affecting pe- people are losing weight. People are managing their people are getting off diabetes medication. People are mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, managing all sorts of things by changing the way that they're eating. And I'm, I'm helping them with that. Mm-hmm. And that may, that's thrills me. Mm-hmm. But then like, and you think about like Michael Phelps, I mean, how many more gold medals do you need? But then, okay. right? And he's figured out how to get the gold medals. He's figured out that whole process, right? So it's not like, it's like you were figuring out the book writing process and the self-publishing right. process. So, you know, and I've watched him since the first time he's made the Olympic team right. you know, all the way through. So, right. but then it becomes like, okay, well, and he's very um, private about his goals. He'll never share it with the press. Yeah. Um, but- He's smart to not do that. He's smart to not do that. And, 
Um, but he has very specific goals in mind, right? Of what he's going to accomplish. And that's a way, again, to challenge yourself to evolve to your next level. Yeah. And that's why, like, I don't, for me, I don't care about the number, you know, and I, I right. totally will honor you with that, that thing. But for you to have an idea, because I think the other thing that becomes really important is sometimes have people set these goals and they're these like pie in the sky, mm-hmm. right? And they're not grounded in anything. But then what they do when they don't accomplish them is they wind up beating themselves up and see, see, it's not even possible for me. Who was I thinking I was? I agree. I agree with that. I agree that they have to be realistic in a way. I've always financially every year set goals for myself and every year except for one year have made it, but I've always made it like, you know, 10 to 20% more than last year, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and I also too, like, I guess I probably set a lot of goals when I first got to town that were very pie in the sky mm-hmm. for as far as acting goes. And I've done all of them. And it's interesting to me because, again, with the book stuff, it's something I'm not familiar with. But but there is a thing that happens, too, with like this now what? Like, all right, well, I, I got the – I'm doing an animated series, so uh, now what do I put on my list? And um, – do 42 animated series at once. You know, there are some people out there doing that, by the way. Um, but it's 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 interesting, uh, like you said, like b- the goal setting is more about putting something outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. so that you can get over all these little demons and be- beliefs that don't serve you mm-hmm. so that you can, and then the accomplishing of the goal just represents that you've gotten past those beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so then it's a game. It's just fun. It's a yeah. game to figure out without the drama. It's not about are you worthy or are you not? Because face right. it, you and I both know people who are very successful. I'm putting quotes in the air, you know, who are not great people. Like we wouldn't want them on our inner circles. Right. right? But they have these certain things, but they're not great people. But so but we culturally, and you can tell me where I'm wrong, are like, oh, if I can get this, if I can become a New York Times bestselling author, I'm not saying you're saying this, if I can become a podcast or whatever it is, right, then I'm going to finally be worthy. And that's all right. BS. It it's, is. It's it's a game to figure out because it's fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, or it, the same thing can be put in with money. If I make X amount of money, I'm finally going to be worthy. I mean, I used to have that belief, right? Oh, gosh, of course. But I'm still me. And I have my strengths and I have my flaws. Mm-hmm. And and so it's, but it's just, it's fun to make money. It's fun to do these things. I mean, it's hard to write a book. It's hard to put out a podcast. It's going to be 10 years next month, Anna. 10 years. What? 10 years. Oh my gosh. You've been doing this show for 10 years? Yes. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> You're my hero. That's years, amazing. 10 years next month. I got to figure out what I'm going to do for my 10 years. But yeah. Yeah. You got to do something. I know. Maybe you can give me some party ideas. time. We need to have a podcast party. I know. Think, well, you got to give me some ideas because I'm not, otherwise, I might just slide through these 10 years and be like, oh, yeah. But yeah, 10 No, years. you got to do something. Maybe like a live streaming thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just did Kimmel last night. It was live. You did? Uh, the live th- yeah, the live thing is, is a very interesting thing. I, I used to be live radio. So I was totally fine with that. So I used to be live radio. Yeah. You, yeah. You'd be doing a live streaming radio show. Oh my gosh. I was, I was thinking you're meaning video. I was like, really? I'm not no, no, video. not video. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> I'll have to figure that one out. And who would I talk yeah. to? Yeah. So anyways, but, uh, I don't even know where we were going. Um, 
but when you I make don't know the, either. When, when you make that commitment, then you get to see like the power of your mind and what are you going to do? And a lot of times what gets in the way of our goals is the drama. And I'm really good at indulging drama. Like I'm not saying that, oh, I have none of these problems because, you know, just like with like the 10 years, part of me is just easier just to hide away and not even acknowledge right. it because I don't even want to dedicate any brain juice to it. But it's been 10 years. Like, come on, Corinne, you should be a you know, doing something. I'm, I'm oh, talking. it's, oh, you're doing that old taking score thing. <laughs> it's been this amount of time you should be here. Well, no, I should be just Those doing, are... doing something for my 10 years. I should be acknowledging it, right? Oh, acknowledge. Okay. Yeah, I thought no. you were saying something else. I thought you oh, were I saying could, I should I... be further along or something like that. Yeah, okay. I could, oh, I could do that. Trust me. I'm like, seriously, they haven't even been on as long as me. And really? Yeah, no, I do that too. But that's just all drama and it's a waste of it energy. It is. It's so bad. It's always different. That's the word. I think that's the most pernicious thing that happens when you get older. And if you could not do that, although I did it when I was younger too, if you, if we all as people decided to just not do that, mm-hmm. it would just make all kinds of crazy stuff just minimize and go away. Yep. Yep. So all it's, this drama, we just need to get rid yeah. of it because then we can get stuff done. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, when you and I first got on, I was having a little bit of problems on this end. That gave you an opportunity to whip out a couple emails for your voiceover work. I mean, we can get stuff done when there's no drama. Look how effective we are. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, I was writing a newsletter. It's like, doom, 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 doom. When I have drama, what do you know, like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, I don't really know what to do. So then I don't do anything. You know, just like even simple of, uh, what was I talking about? Buying a book or the Kindle thing. Like, I'm just, oh, well, I can't figure out what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know really what I like. So I don't know. Do so anything. I'm going to shut it down. Yeah. Indulging yeah. in the drama. So, yeah, I think next time, it, I think for your for your book, it's important to have a goal. What do you think? Of how many? Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. And I, and I think I, I do like the top 100 or the top 10 cookbooks. And I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to write it down on a paper. I'm going to write it down right now. And and so like I really believe in um, oh what do I call it data points, right? Like having mm-hmm. different data points. Like even with my weight loss clients, it's not like oh well this is how much weight you're gonna lose. Like we're gonna look at a, a few different data points. And the same thing about like if you're gonna be a swimmer, we're gonna look at a few different data points, not just your time and definitely not your place because that's out of your control, right? And right. so like for you, I mean, I think those are great data po- like data points, but then having another one that you can, you have more control over, how many are you going to sell? Right. Right. And then seeing like, okay, how many I sell and how does that affect the Amazon thing as you try to figure that out? Right. But since that part's so hidden, but like looking at that and going, okay, this is what I want to, you know, here's a goal and this is what I want to sell. And then what do I need to do now to be able to move that many books? Who are the people I need to contact? Who are the yes. people outside? That, that is my, I'm literally looking at a, I'm looking at the marketing plan in my hot little hand right now to make that happen. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Because then that's. I think, that, I think that I was just doing that thing where I was scared to put a number to it. And actually, it's kind of good we did this on the air because I actually said it out loud. Screw you, Michael Phelps, for living your life in secret. I said it out loud. <laughs> Look at me. Look who's brave. It does, but but here's the thing. I mean, it takes courage, right? It yeah. really takes courage because when you set a goal, you have to be courageous because now you're committed to that. 
And then, you know, you know me and Corinne's going to be circling back with you at some point. I know you are. Girl, I know. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. And so, but then whether you make it or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, like you still want to pursue it, but it's a game. I just thought of another metric. Yes. Having to uh, reprint another round of books. Oh my God, my dog's going crazy. Do you hear my dog going crazy in the background? Oh, I thought that was you. So No, no, she's going nuts. Mm-hmm. She's running around with with stuffed animals in her mouth going insane. She likes the energy of this conversation. Mm-hmm. She's getting fired up. All right, so top, top 10 of all cookbooks, top 100 of all books, reprint another book, and you're going to come up with how many books you want to sell, the actual number. Okay, yeah. Right, which is probably the reprint another round. But mm-hmm. I, and I think that's really important. And then, like you said, like staying out of just like focusing on what you because that's something you can control, right? Because then you can decide, okay, who are the people? And then we're going to have and this is where the experimenting comes because I always want to know absolute answers. And but when you can experiment, because sometimes you think, oh, if I get on this really big show, it's going to make me. And some people yeah, I'm very have, curious to see. Yeah. And that will be a great experiment for you because sometimes people mm-hmm. have been on these major shows and nothing's happened. And sometimes with small shows, major things have happened, right? So they, but totally. you don't know. And the, the other side is that every interview you do, you're going to learn something. Absolutely. <laughs> you hear this dog? I'm so sorry. All right. She's going nuts and then staring at me like, why aren't we playing? Because you're talking to me. Because I'm talking to Corinne. Buzz off, Izzy. It's She's been like, a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we were going to talk about expectations. What were we going to talk about expectations before we go? I can't remember. Well, I just real quick, I heard Carrie Washington say uh, she was being interviewed by Oprah at that that soul session thing. Mm -hmm. I got to go to that back in April. It was really fun. And um, she said, uh, expectations are resentments waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, they are. are Yeah, they are. So I've been trying to just set the goal without the expectation. Mm. It's almost better to like set the goal and then just get yourself in a good feeling place and do a bunch of fun stuff and fit, get your stuff done without looking at the results or taking score. And then when the goal happens, you go, Oh yeah, I set that goal. And then you move on and you set another goal. Mm -hmm. That would be the ideal process Uh without injecting like, like a Turkey baster of drama in there from time to time. Yeah, that's a really famous quote. I can't remember who originally said Somebody, it. Somebody, I know yeah. it wasn't Carrie Washington. I mean, I love but, Carrie but, Washington. But I know she didn't say that one, but she said it to me. So I was like, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think one of the things, like when you set a goal, it's about, and this is what gets really complicated. You set a goal, but you detach from the outcome. Right? Yes. And so mm-hmm. like for me, you know, money, it's a math game. Like, okay, if you want to say you want to go on this trip and it costs, costs X amount of dollars. And if you don't have it, then it's just a math game to figure out what do you need to do right. to create that. Right. Right. And if you follow these pro- the process, then you may get there. Right. And I mean, that's what happened when with Scott in the Olympics is that Pete just said, look, th- this is the work that you need to do. Some people call them do goals. This is the work you need to do. This is the practices. And then right. if you do that, I believe this is the time you can make. Now. I don't know if that will make you on the Olympic team because I only take the top two spots. If the rest of the world swims faster, it's not going to happen, but you're going to get a best time. Well, he ended up, you know, making the team and winning the event. So, but it's, but people need to focus on that process. So make the goal and then figure out what are the steps that you believe right now 
that will get you there. And you're going to learn. And I think that's the other thing is that that idea of I have to know exactly the right steps, right? You're not going to know because as you go, as you've learned, as you go through this process, you're figuring out. So next book number two is probably going to be easier, but there's still going to be growth because you're going to learn something else. Absolutely. And you're not going to know what, sometimes you don't even know what the first step is. So you just have to set the goal and kind of get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wait for the inspiration to come because most of us, I I would venture to say most people immediately go, well, how do I do those? How do I get more money? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine and good, Corinne, but I want, I do have this vacation. I need $2,000. How am I going to get $2,000? You know what I mean? And it go, no, 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 that's not what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the getting out of the way so that that inspiration can come to you. The opportunity can come to you and then you'll, all of a sudden it'll click and you'll go, Oh, this is how I'm going to get that money. Well, here's the thing, like how I found inspiration to come and like my ideas. Cause like when I'm trying to figure out a problem, trying to figure out, then I start to get frustrated. And then the voice in the back of my head is like, you don't have time to waste. You need to get this done. Right. It just shuts me down. So for me, inspiration, the only way inspiration can come is when I'm compassionate with myself in the situation. I'm like, oh, I'm going to figure this out. Maybe I don't figure it out in the moment, but I'm going to figure it out because all of a sudden, here comes this idea versus when I'm pounding away. So I have to get grounded in me and not in all this drama that distracts me. And then I figure it out. I'm like, oh, it, it's it's that perceptual blindness. I don't know if you ever saw that video, but uh, it's that perfe- perceptual blindness. Like, we won't see other things because if we're telling ourselves, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like if kids say, I can't swim, I'm like, well, yeah, we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on straight legs, strong legs, yes, know, big arms, blowing bubbles. We're going to focus on that because that's going to help you get across the pool. It's amazing because the kids don't have the language drama that a lot of adults have. And it's, it's so much faster. But the inspiration comes essentially when you stop with the drama, stop with that nonsense. Stop with that nonsense. And then the inspiration will come because then your brain goes, oh, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Here's something you can do. Just like you were like, oh, these are people I can contact. And you mm-hmm. build that list of yep. who are the people? What do I need to do? It's true. Yeah. But I, you have to let go of the outcome because the outcome, like I, my outcomes when with money or even when I wanted to become a national champion, I was like, oh, see, once I become a national champion, then I can finally prove that I'm worthy. That is a crappy goal. Right. right? Because I'm so attached to that. And then you butt up against that. Like I almost gave up in that race because I was like, oh, it's just not going to happen. And then I had to like turn turn off that voice so I can finish the race and, and finish it. But letting go of the outcome and still pursuing that goal, that's, that's, I think the magic, because that's the, that's the hard thing to have happen. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. I love it. Yeah. But then, so then you just, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then you figure out, okay. And even when you have those days where, okay, maybe no books have sold this week and you're like, oh, I wonder what's happening. What needs to be changed? Now you're in that growth mindset, you know, maybe, maybe the wells of the certain areas that you've gone to are dry, but then there's other places. And here's something that fascinates me. So Brene Brown's been a guest on the show and Mm -hmm. I love her work and stuff and you know, and I'm always fascinated, you know, and she's been on Oprah, New York Times, I mean, all kinds of stuff, right? Like in my world, she's like totally famous. But I'm so fascinated when I meet somebody and they don't know who she is. I'm like, really? <laughs> how, how do you not know who she is? So she even has wells that she hasn't tapped. Right? So for us to think like, okay, I haven't sold any books today. 
or, you know, I don't know for you. I will just stick with that. I haven't sold any books this week. Well, mm-hmm. you, there's other wells out there. Go find them. Right. Because even Brene has wells that she has not tapped. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Versus when we're attached to the outcome, we make that mean, oh, well, I guess I wasn't as popular as I thought I was, or I guess I didn't, you know, I don't really have loyal followers or whatever it is, right? Whatever the stories are. That's what happens with attached to the outcome. That's, Ooh, that's good. That's what I have. Dude, this has been a good conversation. Oh, good. 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 I feel, you know, and I, I'm with you on that about like stopping the drama because I've realized there have been many things that I've, I've changed about my life realizing that for some reason I've connected drama into a result. Mm-hmm. I've connected negative beliefs into getting a result. I've used the negative belief to propel me into getting the, mm-hmm. doing the work and getting the result and realizing, you know, you can just do the work and get the result. You don't have to have this negative, uh, cycle unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And uh, so that's good. That I, Anytime that I realize that I'm doing that, and this has been one of those times. So thank you. Yeah. No, I used to be a huge procrastinator and then get it done. I'm like, gosh, that was a lot of drama because there was the whole drama of while waiting to get it done. And I would be like, oh, I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. Will I really get it done? I got to get it done. I got to get it done. And then I get it done. I'm like, that was, and then I'd be exhausted, you know, and yeah. then I would, I would like not do anything. So then a lot of other stuff wasn't getting done. Now I'm like, oh, just get it done. <clears throat> There's not the drama about it. And, and, yes. I, and I get it done. And so procrastination used to, I used to say, oh, no, I need to procrastinate because it's very effective. I get a lot of stuff done. No, no. It, it was costly because on the other end of it, I was exhausted and I couldn't do other stuff. So drama is very costly. We think it's a good igniter. It's not a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, I love you to pieces. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Until the next time. (laughs) (laughs) Goals. I used to be really afraid of them. And that's why I did the bookcase thing of put it up there and don't really look at it because I did not know how to manage my mind. I did not understand the stories that I was telling myself. I just believed them. I thought they were truth. You're just a loser, Corinne. Who do you think you are? You're too much. All of that stuff, all of that drama. Instead of saying, what is it that I want? What do I want to pursue? Make a commitment and keep showing up every day and doing my work. And then if you don't get the results that you want, if really taking a look, okay, what needs to be changed? I mean, that's the growth mindset. This is what I've been talking about for almost 10 years on the show. So make that goal, set it and think about, is this in line with your values? Is this in line with your priorities? And that's really important, not other people's, but in line with your values, your priorities. Is it the life that you want to have and know your why? I've had Simon Sinek on the show and he'd really drilled down my why. For me, know your why you're going to do it and then go and pursue that goal and take massive action and do it. But you have to do it from a place where you're grounded in compassion for yourself and love for yourself. Way, way better than when you beat yourself up or use anger and frustration. Like Anna, I used to do that and it worked, but it's not sustainable. So I would fry and die. I'd get it all done. I'd use Herokian, I can't even say Herokian, I don't know, effort. And then I'd become a martyr and then be all pissy afterwards. Not effective. And then I'd be like, well, I just can't sustain that. So why even continue to do that? That's the exhaustion that comes in. But pursue that goal. And then when you achieve that goal, then it's time to reevaluate and say, okay, what what else do I want to do? 
These are games, you guys. It's just fun. Play with it and have fun. And I used to really struggle with the word play. I think I'm getting better. I used to think of play of like playing on the playground. I'm like, well, I don't have time to play on the playground. I'm a busy person. But looking at, okay, what are the things to do? How can I challenge myself? I do like to challenge ourselves. We do like to challenge and we can do hard things. What we don't want to do and what's not necessary is indulging in the drama of our minds. We That's exhausting or hearing the negativity of others or talking about only the problems or seeing it through, you know, not rose colored glasses, but whatever the opposite of that. That is not fun. That is draining and toxic. But when we can challenge ourselves and say, okay, here's something new. Even when I decided to learn how to cook a number of years ago, I can't remember how long ago that was, but when I decided to learn how to do it, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how. And I knew I couldn't take a class because I couldn't even figure out where a class was, but I figured I could have nice friends that would teach me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do 12. That was going to be my goal. I'm like, wait a second, 12. That would be one a month. What about the summer when my life is crazy? Um, No, not 12. How about six? That's totally reasonable. And I will be able to get it done because I also wanted to create a goal where I it was realistic for me to actually get it done. I was still going to be vulnerable and uncomfortable and all that stuff and the shit storms were going to happen, but that I would actually be able to do it and where I can honor the commitments to myself. And so I had six and I started to learn how to cook. Now, as soon as I made that goal, and then I remember the first day I went to my girlfriend's house, I brought not one, but two, remember those, uh, were they flip cameras? Is that what they were called? I brought two of them because I needed to videotape the whole process on how to make taco salad, which is with meat, right? And she took me to the grocery store. I mean, it was such low level skill stuff, but that's where I was. And I allowed myself to be there and really suck at it and be overwhelmed and be totally ridiculous by bringing two cameras that I never actually watched, but I did that. And then that gave me the confidence and, or that didn't give me the comments, but I, that gave me the skill set and I've continued to learn and practice and I've had other friends teach me. And, you know, granted, another time it was a, uh, my friend Jimmy taught me how to make uh, barbecue ribeye steaks. And then I remember a few weeks later, I was like, okay, I'm making ribeye steaks. I was walking out to the, to the barbecue and I'm like, why? Why am I choosing ribeye steaks instead of hamburgers? This is an expensive thing. And I had to just get myself to calm down and say, Corinne, this is what he taught you you chose to go to the grocery store and buy it because you bought the exact same thing. And this will be an experiment and you will eat it even if it's black. So no money will be wasted. It wasn't black, but I was really nervous. When we do new things, we get nervous and that's okay because what happens is in how we develop resilience is by doing that, challenging ourselves and taking ourselves to the next level. So I invite you, make a goal. If you want, email it to me. I'd love to hear what your goal is. Thanks so much for listening today. I so appreciate you. Really, really, I do. The emails that I get in my inbox, the iTunes reviews that I get, those of you who subscribe to the newsletter, I love the interaction with you guys. So thank you so much. And until next time, I'm smiling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide Hello and welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet on KDRT 
95.7 FM.